Hey ladies, what's up, what's good, what's happening, and welcome or welcome back to Tidal Wave. It's your host Patricia Renee and I'm back on this lovely Tuesday. Again, we're not on a strict uploading schedule as of now, but today I just want to talk about how you know you're ready to let something go. I feel like anything in life, you have to be ready for it. And I think that's very crucial. Like sometimes we want to push people to go after their goals or push people to leave a relationship or push people to do this or that. But the thing about pushing someone, it doesn't actually work unless they're ready. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to be ready for something. And a lot of times I think as women, we have to mentally and emotionally prepare ourselves for something before we can physically get go out there and do what needs to be done. And we do this so many times in friendships. There's so many times I knew I was ready to be a, to leave a friendship, but I just couldn't because I wasn't mentally and emotionally prepared to let that go. Relationships, jobs, sometimes we feel like, oh, this job needs me, or we just don't have the courage to just leave. Like, we have to literally work ourselves up, come up with a plan. Like, I think as women, we're kind of logical and we're kind of planners. And even though I'm very spontaneous and I'll like pack my bags and move somewhere like fucking Massachusetts, like, I'm one of those people who will do whatever the fuck I want to do. And sometimes I don't think a lot of things through. And I think that has been one of my downfalls throughout life. Like I should strategically plan what I'm going to do. Because if I want something, I just go out there and get it. I don't really, like no is never an option for me. If I want something, my mind is made up, it's going to happen. And although I'm like spontaneous in that way, when it comes to leaving something I'm very logical about it I don't just jump the gun I'm not one of those people to be like okay enough is enough I'm done you know what I'm saying I like to see repeated patterns I like to fill things out I like to see if it's going to get better even though in my mind it's like okay if it's not good right now what are the odds going to be good in a couple of months but I've done this throughout my whole life with jobs. I think it's so many, I'm not going to say it's so many jobs, but it's one job that I really, really love that I know I would never be able to go back to. And I wouldn't even want to go back, but this is just an example. I knew for months I was ready to leave, but it took for one thing to happen. It was like a racial incident. I was like the only black girl working there. And that shit just really made me mad. Not like I was the only black girl working there and I'm mad because I'm the only black girl, but I was the only black person working there. And people know I'm black, but I hate when people try to make me the exception to black girls. Like, oh, but Patricia, you're not this, that, and the third. Blase, blase. Trying to exclude me from my black culture. Like, I'm black as fuck. I have a black mom. I have a black dad. Like, I'm black. And it was some racial incident that happened. And it was so many racial incidents that happened. But it was one in particular with a coworker, like, being kind of racist towards, to me, these black children. Everyone was like, no, he's not. Like, no, he's not. Like, yes, he is. He doesn't act that way towards no one else. But every time these black kids come in, he always has something to say. Like, they always are nitpicking at these kids when nobody's kids are better. You know what I'm saying? And so that situation really made me blow up. 
and they continued to let me work there but once I went back to school and I tried to come back and like work there again they just was not having it and like in my mind it's like okay I was already ready to leave the situation so why am I even going back but I'm one of those people I get so comfortable with what I'm used to that it's so hard for me to be like okay fuck this shit I'm better than this shit let me just move on and start over I like to be in a place of comfort as we all do so it's really hard for us to leave what we know because what we don't know is what's out there in this world so we leave this friendship if we leave this job if we leave this relationship what is going to be next for us you know what I'm saying like it just feels scary it feels scary to not know what is next it feels scary when you cannot predict anything there go out there and get it or you're going to be stuck in this area for life. And I think that's the most scariest feeling of feeling like I am trapped. I am stuck in my current predicament. And I think we get comfortable with having all of these feelings in our life that in our mind makes us feel like our life is better than what it is. You know, like being at a job that's paying us well, but we're not necessarily happy at. It makes us feel better about our life than if we would leave that job. Now it's like, now what? Now we're stressed because as people, we find enjoyment in being busy. A lot of times it's because it's because we don't know how to relax. We don't know what that looks like. We start to feel bad about ourselves, especially in this generation where it's like, go get it, go get it, go get it. Like we don't really prioritize relaxing. I mean, We've even had songs like Kevin Gates, I Don't Get Tired. Like people literally normalize going full speed, full throttle, you know. No one really talks about relaxing. No one really talks about being happy in your place of employment. Everyone talks about getting to the bag, you know, stacking. And like you really have to prioritize those things. It's like you really have to prioritize them because if you don't, your mind and your body will literally force you to do that because you'll be so unhappy in your situation that staying won't even be an option. So either you can sit down and you can logically plan it out or you just have to understand that one day it's going to get to a point where you can no longer take it. Like our body will literally force us out of a situation. We'll get so sick of how a job is treating us or how we feel at that job that will literally drive ourselves over the fucking edge. This can also happen within friendships. This can also happen within relationships, romantic ones, relationships within, you know, family members. Like it'll get to a point where you cannot even stand being around these people. And I think how you know you're truly ready to let something go. A lot of times I hear women talking about, I want to go to therapy. (laughs) And I'm a big advocate for therapy. I love therapy after college. Because you know in college you get those free therapists or counselors. I, I think they're therapists, but I'm not really sure. But my first therapist after college she was so fucking expensive, but she was worth every single penny. Love her to death. If I'm ever a millionaire, I'll definitely keep her as my therapist for life. But one thing that we have to understand about therapy is therapy is only there to hold our hand until we learn to fully heal ourselves. Therapy isn't going to fix us. Therapy cannot fix a family dynamic. It can't fix a relationship. It can't fix anything that you're not ready to fix 
or that a collective group is not ready to fix. You know, it can only tell us and point out the problems, but then it's up to us to actually do the work. And so a lot of times we tell ourselves, okay, I want to go to therapy, but it's like, why do you want to go to therapy with a man that you don't have a child with? to a man who hasn't even proposed to you, like you're not even married to this man. It's never given that you should go to therapy. You know what I mean? Like I remember someone telling me like, maybe you and so-and-so should go to therapy together. And in my mind, it's like, yes, I would love to go to therapy with him. But it's like, if things aren't already working pre-therapy, then what makes me, as a person who has been at therapy, there's nothing really going to change because There has to be a willingness for change, for change to really happen. And it's not giving that I want to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars working on a relationship with a man who hasn't even put a ring on my finger. You know what I'm saying? Like there's better out there, but we have to believe that there's better because a lot of the things that we're attracted to, especially in our 20s, is very mediocre. You know, I'm very attracted to people just being genuine. And I think that's what really drawed me to that relationship but if I'm being honest that is such a mediocre trait like that's something as a grown woman I should be able to find in any man at this big ass age but of course with social media and the way that our generation is set up it's really hard to meet authentic people you know what I'm saying like people have a lot to I guess I don't know show for like they have a lot of people that they want to impress and I think it makes people feel good inside when they feel like they have all of these things going on or that they're bigger than what they really are like I'm just into being myself and I will say that I have different personalities depending who I'm around like if I'm around my friends I'm more outgoing when I'm at work even though I'm just like a server you know I am more professional because my money depends on me being professional, being nice, being sort of outgoing towards my tables, but in a different kind of way than how I act with my friends. So I would say I code switch, but Patricia is always going to be Patricia. Like I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anyone to impress. I'm just me living my life. You know what I mean? So there's no fake image. You know what I'm saying? There's no, and it's nothing wrong with code switching and being different, but it's when those differences follow you within a relationship. Like, okay, like if you have a Instagram persona, keep that Instagram persona on Instagram. When you're with me, I need you to be you. But a lot of times people aren't really genuine. So I feel like a lot of the things that I'm attracted to in my 20s is kind of mediocre. Like anyone should be able to give this to me. I shouldn't hold that trait on a pedestal. You know what I'm saying? But I think as people, again, we get comfortable in situations and we start to feel like what is there out there? You know, I've already been in this market of being single. I've already seen it all. I'm not going to say I've seen it all, but I've seen a lot. It's like, okay, now the way. And I think again, it's just that thought of being stuck in this predicament forever, not even being stuck in my singleness, but I think it almost felt like maybe a progression. It's not that I feel like I was getting old and that I needed to be tied down, but I think that in life, we always feel like we should be progressing in some way. So to leave a relationship, start back at square one, be going back to school, be doing all these things that I've already done. It almost feels like, okay, now what? It feels like I'm backtracking, you know? It doesn't really feel like I'm moving forward. It feels like I'm still in the same predicament 
that I was in years ago when I was applying to school, when I was a freshman in college, when I was a sophomore in college. You know, I'm 23. I'm about to be 24. I want to physically see some progress. And I think for me, that relationship kind of gave me that, but it didn't give me a peace of mind. And I think that's how you know you're ready to let something go because it doesn't give you a peace of mind. It doesn't pour into you the same way you pour into it. And I think it's it becomes a time where you have to take accountability and you have to understand like what is it that you want for your life. If you don't want that, then why do you keep choosing it every single day? You know, we're accountable for our own actions and as grown adults at this big ass big ass age, we have to take responsibility for the way that our life is turning out. If there's nothing good happening in our life, we have to sit down and look at source and we're source. We have to understand why do we choose every single day to be in this situation? Why do we keep choosing that for ourselves? It becomes a time where we have to sit down with ourselves and start unpacking things with ourselves that make us drawn to certain situation. Why are we drawn to toxic? Why are we drawn to things that keep us on a low vibration, things that don't make us happy, things that don't really benefit us? Why don't we choose to go out there and make a better life for ourselves? Do we not believe that that life for us really exists? And I think sometimes I have to remind myself like a life like that exists for you. I think I've just gotten so used to chaos that sometimes I have to literally sit down and remind myself, you deserve better. You de- That life exists for you. You know what I mean? And it's not about, again, I'll say it over and over again because we try to make everything about self-love. But if we fight for self-love every single day, we can still stay in this same fucking predicament because now we have all of these this self-love for ourselves, but we don't really know how to execute because we never execute throughout our whole entire life. We never chose ourselves. You know, we never prioritized our needs. We never, you know, we never done any of these things. So telling a woman to just love herself is not enough. You have to tell her to execute, to choose herself, to figure out why she believes happiness doesn't exist for her, to figure out why she doesn't believe that she deserves that kind of life. You know, we have to truly figure out our worth. And at 21, 22, 23, I don't give a damn if you're 26, you may not fully know your worth, especially if you grew up in certain environments, environments that weren't always necessarily healthy, environments that showcased a lot of chaos. You never seen that life. Why do you think there's so I'm not I'm just going to use this for an example. There's so many black people still at the bottom because mentally we're still stuck in this slave mentality because we don't see a lot of black people in positions of power. We don't see that many black people you know, within certain groups in certain areas. When you think of a nurse, you literally think of a white fucking woman. When you think of a doctor, you think of a white man. When you think of politicians, you think of white men. So as black people, if we can't see that kind of life, we don't believe that kind of life exists for us. And that happens to people who grow up in certain environments. If we're not out here seeing it, What makes us think that we can believe it? We don't even see it. We've never seen it. And so I think we have to tell women, you have to choose yourself and you have to believe and you have to have faith. It's not about just loving yourself. It's about actually executing. 
Because you can love yourself all day, but if you're staying at this low level, what does that self-love even mean? You're loving on yourself. You're taking care of yourself. You have standards. You have boundaries. But you don't know how to choose you because you've never done it before. You don't believe this life exists for you because you've never seen it before. And I think that's why it's so important to really unpack trauma, to really unpack, you know, your those feelings that you don't even want to feel. It's really important because those are the feelings that hold us back throughout life. Those are the feelings that keep us on this very low playing field. And I literally, like in my mind, I know you're like, bitch, I'm sick of you talking about these low and these high playing fields. But in my mind, we have all of these different dimensions. And I think that the people we attract in our life and our soulmate depends on what level we're on currently. And I do believe you can meet your soulmate or you can meet a friend at a very low level in your life and you guys can both progress together. Because some journeys aren't meant to be taken alone. Like sometimes it is, you are going to be taking a journey with your spouse. So you may meet your spouse at 19. Y'all may be horrible for each other. Y'all may have all of these wounds and these traumas that y'all have to unpack, but y'all are doing it together. You don't always have to meet someone at your best self. Sometimes you're meeting people at your worst self and you guys are progressing together, you know? And maybe that journey meant for you were meant for you guys to take together. Maybe you guys wouldn't have been able to do that alone, and that is totally fine. But the people you attract in your life depends on where you're at mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because we attract everything we put out. And I know a lot of people may not believe in law of attraction. They might not believe in manifestations or the power of our thoughts, but they're so real. If you keep speaking negative towards yourself every day, you're going to keep having negative outcomes. Positive things don't happen to negative people. If you stay on this low level of being a victim and blaming everything on your mom and your dad and everyone else around you, you're going to attract certain people. There's no reason that certain people are attracted to certain people. Ducks, what do they say? Ducks of a feather flock together ducks of a something flock together i don't really know the saying but y'all know ducks of a something flock together birds of a feather flock together basically you attract who you are there's no reason you meet people and you don't like them because you don't even like yourself the people you're meeting is literally bringing out things that you don't even like within yourself like sometimes it and i noticed that a lot within the person i was with i was about to say something else but i wanted to backtrack but i noticed that a lot with the person i am was with he reminded me a lot of me in certain ways and it's like we clashed so much because i seen things within him that i didn't even really like within myself and i know that relationship was sent to me to help me heal and work on myself and become a better version of myself so a lot of times we attract certain kind of people because they're there in our life to show us things that we don't like within ourselves, to teach us how to heal ourselves. Because healing ourselves is really fucking hard. Life forces us to do that. We don't naturally sit down and think, well, you know what? Today, I think I want to unpack all of my childhood trauma. Today, I think I want to open the doors to all of my feelings. We don't do that. As people, we just don't. We don't want to deal with those emotions. We don't want to deal with those feelings. And so I just encourage you guys to just sit down wherever you are and think about what is the kind of life that you want 
And once you figure that out, say no to everything that doesn't look like that. But this is today's episode, ladies. Until next time. Bye.